You're listening to episode 30 of Brave and Boss, the podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about inventory and forecasting. How do you ensure that you have the right product in at the right time and that you don't run out too soon or overstock? So let's dig into this incredibly important topic for product-based businesses. Let's go. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. All right. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I am so excited to have you joining Brave and Boss. If you are new to the show, a welcome. You will definitely want to grab a notebook and pen for this one. It is an episode inspired by an email request I got from a listener who really wanted to talk about inventory. Now, inventory is what I would call the non-sexy part of running a product-based business. You know, when you're running a coaching business or a digital products business or online courses, and I can speak to this because I know, it is actually like in many ways so much easier because your products are always in stock or maybe they're out of stock because you just don't have the time to commit to a customer or servicing a client. But when you are dealing with a product-based business, you know, there is a lot on the line in terms of inventory. When you're first starting out, many people start off by doing something called just-in-time inventory management. So basically they're made to order. And this is really common when it comes to products like, you know, people making candles on their Etsy shop, you know, an order comes in, they make the product, they ship it out. And that works pretty well for a little while until you have to scale your brand. And if you want to scale your brand, let's say, because many people are fine with just that model. Now, if you are, doing something where you're not involved in the manufacturing, like making clothes, potentially um, beauty products where you have a contracted manufacturer or a factory helping you do that, you are basically subject to their minimum. So whatever they require you to produce as an inventory minimum for a product becomes your minimum that you need to take in. Now, there's many ways of managing that process and making it more financially palatable, but it is a huge challenge and it becomes an even bigger challenge if you're doing wholesale because with wholesale, the difference versus direct to consumer is the order volumes are larger and it takes you forever to get paid. This is part of the reason why I got out of wholesale was because it was just financially, it just didn't make sense. The margins were lower. Yes, you got some distribution, but man, they take 120 days to pay. It's like basically in a different season. So my business Encircled has operated since inception pretty much on a pre-order model, which basically meant that we would produce enough inventory for demand or so we forecasted to, pre-ordered it, and then two weeks later, it would ship. Now, this model has evolved over the years, and during the pandemic, it kind of came back in a different iteration, which I can talk about a little bit as well. But it's been critical to bridge that cash flow for me to have that model. And one of the reasons is, is because for, with manufacturing, you need to have all your inputs, and most of them they want payment for in cash or credit. So you can't like exactly, you know, you can use your credit card, of course, to pay for them, but it's not responsible to carry balance on your credit card, full disclosure. I am not, you know, Dave Ramsey Financial Solutions, but I will tell you that is not a good idea. However, there are ways you can kind of play around with your financials to make an inventory model that works for you. However, one of the biggest challenges is to really maintain just enough inventory that can meet demand, but not as much that you have no cash flow, meaning that all of your money is tied up in inventory for 
for a period longer than necessary. So what you will ask probably after hearing that sentence is what is the ideal months on hand of inventory that I need as a brand? And that is a very, very personal question. So that question really depends on, you know, your business model, where you're sourcing from, how quickly you can turn them, the items. And one of the reasons for this is like, if I tell you right now, you need six months on hand of inventory and it takes you one month to make stuff, you're going to end up with way too much inventory, most likely. Whereas with a business maybe that's overseas and requires a lot longer lead times, you know, six months inventory on hand maybe makes sense because maybe it takes six months to produce a product. So it's a really individual choice. Now, I would say in general, what I've seen with retailers, especially throughout my retail consulting career, is you don't really want to be getting over a year of inventory. And I've definitely seen businesses where they've had big mass retailers who have had like two years of inventory and that is not good. That is so much cash for a small business. So I would think you need to find that right balance where you have enough inventory to cover your demand, which we'll talk about in a minute, and maybe a little bit of extra, which we would call like safety stock. And then you kind of have figured out your production timelines and how it takes you from end to end to actually make a product. Now, the title of this episode is The Art and Science of Inventory Management, because it it is part science, so part forecasting, math, but there's also just an art to it. Like, And sometimes that means you're wrong. Sometimes that means that data that you get or the numbers that you crunch and that guess that you make is totally inaccurate. And that's okay. That's something that's just really common in all retailers. And I find that don't torture yourself on that, that you launched a product and you didn't produce enough or you produced too many. Like, It's really hard to know. Even six, eight years into my business, I'm still really struggling with that. And it will get better the more people and resources you have focused on this. But for the time being, let's talk about some things that and tools you can use to manage your inventory. So I know Shopify has built in inventory management. And that's to say that you can like add inventory and there's some reports now that will give you kind of your velocity in turn in Shopify directly. Full disclosure, I do not use these reports. And the primary reason is we have an external system called Deer, which I'll link to in the show notes if you're interested in looking into it. It is an inventory ERP system. So that is definitely helpful when you're getting into bigger numbers of inventory if you're selling on multiple channels. But on Shopify, they have five reports on the advanced level. So percentage of inventory sold, ABC analysis by product, average sold per day, month-end inventory snapshot, month and inventory value. Now you're going to want to review these reports firstly with your accountant. Firstly, I don't find percentage of inventory sold as a report very helpful. It's a line report. So you would have to like export it and do a lot of math to it to make it even make sense, but it shows you what the sell-through rates basically are by product and SKU. ABC analysis says it rates A, B, C. So A grade products make up 80% of your revenue. So you want to make sure you've got a lot of these. B grade products make up 15% of your revenue. So don't keep too many of these on hand. And C grade make up 5% of your revenue. These are your lowest earning products. Consider ways to sell this inventory and free up cash, please. So as I'm looking at my inventory balance, it is looking a wonky, not great. We were definitely way too leveraged in C grade inventory. And that is a result of having launches that didn't sell through and overstocking a bunch of inventory which I'll talk about in a minute. But I find this report actually pretty helpful. So I would recommend, but it only goes back 30 days as I know. So that's not ideal. But if it's something you're looking at on an ongoing basis, that could be helpful. Average sold per day is also helpful. So this will be a good report for you to keep your eye on to see what your velocity is. So how many items per day you're selling per SKU. And then we also have the month and inventory snapshots. So this would be 
kind of the ending quantity of in stock and the month in inventory value. So I don't have costs in Shopify, so I can't even pull this report, but that would be helpful if you're keeping your costs in Shopify. So what do you want to start out with? So firstly, you should be forecasting sales. This is if you are doing over 200 grand in revenue a year, or even let's say over hundred grand, you should be forecasting sales. So you should know high level what you're going to do for the year by month. If you haven't checked out my goal setting template, that e-course is all about this. And one of the reasons is, is because to be able to meet demand, you need product. So I remember a few years ago, back in 20, I think it was 2018, I had some big goals for my business. And when I crunched the numbers, I realized that we didn't have enough product being made in the last four months of the year to be able to even satisfy those goals. So how would I know that? Well, I had goals. I knew exactly what I wanted to do in those months. Now I can hear you saying out loud, how do you know that that's going to be right? You don't. But we all have to start like guesstimating at some point in time. And if you're not a new business, you likely have some sales data. So you can start there and start looking at, you know, what did you do same month this time in June last year or July and start to compare or Q3 or Q4 and start to look at those numbers and then plot out kind of key promotions that you're doing, key product launches and do some estimates to figure out what that might look like this year. This episode is sponsored by Chipbot Pylons. Captivate visitors and launch them into action with interactive videos that pop up on your product pages on your Shopify store. Show off your human side. The possibilities are truly endless. The videos and interface are fully customizable to your branding and you can decide which page they pop up on or don't show on. They work on both mobile and desktop and make your store more human, transparent, and profitable. Trusted by over a hundred Shopify store owners, you can get a free month of Chipbot plus $110 off a year subscription, which is an amazing deal to the unlimited plan. Visit getchipbot.com slash braveandboss. That's getchipbot.com bot.com slash brave and boss. Now back to the show. It's never going to be perfect. You may be high, you may be low, but we want to kind of average you out into making these really good revenue estimates so that you can plan your inventory to support those goals as well. And that's why we want those revenue goals to be really realistic. So I love shooting for the moon. I think that's amazing. Set those big goals and crush them. But if you set a way too big goal, and I'll talk about this from my perspective this year, and you miss it by like a lot, you are going to end up with a crap ton of inventory on hand. So here is a little bit of about that from my perspective. So last year during the pandemic, as many people experienced supply chain slowdowns, all of our factories shut down, a lot of our fabric stopped flowing in, especially from overseas and local knitting was kind of reserved for essential products. And we went down to less than two weeks on hand of inventory from carrying typically about eight to 10 weeks on hand, which meant that we basically couldn't make products. And we were coming up with ideas of things that we could sell other than clothing because we had no inventory. So we made an intentional decision to never put ourselves in that position again. And we started to realize that it was taking our factories longer and longer to make our products in Toronto because of social distancing, because of reduced staff schedules and demand and all that kind of stuff. So we decided to, you know, produce about four months on hand of inventory. And then at the end of the year, we were sitting, you know, in a good position, I think. And we were like, okay, going into like, you know, this year, I think we want to come down a bit, maybe like three months on hand. And what happened was some decisions were made around replenishment that weren't very uh, well thought through. And there was just too much inventory made for that product performance. And then also we had some launches that just did not hit at all. And then all of a sudden, you know, the forecasting that we had done based on values that we had had last year and based on our revenue targets, which we were missing, starts to add up into six months on hand of inventory. So now we're sitting at a very 
high inventory level to the point where, you know, I have to start cutting production and cutting products. And we've made fabric for things that we're never going to launch. So that becomes really, really messy. And I'm telling you this story because number one, my business isn't perfect, but these decisions happen and you know, a year ago, making loungewear is like a smart decision. A year later, everybody's making loungewear. It's not going to sell through as well. And we should have seen that coming, but some decisions were made alternative to that. And whatever, once the ball's rolling in manufacturing clothing, it's really hard to stop it. Like any sort of parts and pieces manufacturing is just happening. So now we're trying to bring down our inventory to help fuel our cash flow. And we should be in a much better position, I would say at the beginning of July, but it really depends on how this month goes. So we're being a little bit more conservative with product launches. We're trying to minimize the replenishment that we do. And we're trying to move a lot of inventory that's not selling by marking it down. So where do you begin? How would you even know that? So we talked about the goals that you want to put into your revenue targets or whatever spreadsheet you're setting up, you can buy mine or you can make yourself just set up month by month revenue goals. And then you're going to want to also pull your inventory status. So I just talked about that report in Shopify. If you're not using Shopify, I'm sure your accountants can figure out a way to do that, but you want to figure out what is your retail value of inventory? What is your cost value of inventory in total? And based on your revenue forecast, like what do you have on hand? So as an example, let's say you have a million dollars in retail value inventory and your revenue goals for the next three months, are, let's make it super easy. For the next four months are... 250,000. So you basically have four months on hand of inventory. Exactly. So in four months, you're going to run out of inventory, which is like not bad if you've got like, you know, a two month turn time. That's pretty healthy, I'd say. So, you know, you really need to start to understand that number and pull it on a very consistent basis because this is where people start to get lost. So early on when I started Encircled, our, one of our best selling products, well, we've got two, I guess, that I remember very distinctly, but the Evolved Chrysalis Cardi and the Dressy Sweatpant. We could not keep these products in stock when I launched them. So what we started to do was track how many units were we selling every week and every month, and then how many months on hand we had of each of those products. So that ties into that report that I talked about in Shopify, that either the percentage of inventory sold or average inventory sold per day. That would give you the data to tell you, you know, if your earrings, how many pieces are you selling of each metal? And then you'd start to be able to understand, you know, if I sell five a week and I have 20 in stock, that means I have like four weeks of inventory and make more intelligent decisions and start manufacturing, you know, more product as the demand is there. Now, the tricky thing that I just talked about that I want to reiterate is that you know, you can forecast demand, but then things happen. So welcome to the pandemic where, you know, everybody who made going out dresses last year or even outerwear or even shoes or fancy occasion stuff, like basically had the wind taken out of their sails and probably all of a sudden had way too much inventory. And I think with the evolution of loungewear and kind of like the revolt from loungewear now, you know, a lot of loungewear brands are carrying a lot of inventory. I recently heard that H&M has 20% of their inventory in sweatshirts, which is bananas. So sometimes you guess wrong and sometimes factors external to you play out and that just is what it is. I've had occasions where we've had Facebook ads specifically where products have just popped off and done so, so well. So we rushed to replenish those based on those forecasts and added some and then they just didn't do well again. And then you kind of have this product. So you have to be constantly looking at this data. Otherwise you won't know. And it's just like financial data. If you put your head in the sand and you just hope that things are going to be okay, I'm 
mean, they might be, but the more you grow and the more revenue you have and the more inventory and cost of goods sold and people you hire, the more responsible you have to be about your financials and your cash flow because otherwise it'll start to suck you up and suck you in. And it is not a good thing when you're cash poor in a product-based business as we've seen over the last year plus plus. So hopefully that's a baseline overview that will get you guys started to understanding inventory management a little bit more. Again, it is just part art, part science. You're never going to nail it, but we want you to be constantly looking at the data. So being diligent about pulling that data, having a system to manage that, whether that's an inventory system like Deer or you're using Shopify or something like that and designate somebody on your team who's looking at those numbers on a weekly basis and managing those inventory levels in the production to replenish it. Uh, Definitely, it is something that becomes more and more important as you grow. But you know me, I'm a huge fan of setting you guys up for success when you are just starting out so that you have a proper foundation to scale from. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.